Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. It is one of my favorite episodes of the year. I am Hosty McHost Pants, Doug Eddy, here with James and Tyler. We are going to recap the fabulous, the intriguing, the wild, the crazy NFL draft that just happened over the weekend. We're going to give you all the fantasy, well, not all of them, but we're going to cover most of the fantasy relevant picks. There was a lot of, there was a lot of picks from off the offensive side of the ball, but we're going to cover most of them here today. Um, but before we do, before we introduce everyone, I want to make sure that everyone is going to check out underdog.com. They have daily best ball drafts. They have just begun. The best ball mania is back. Best ball mania four. It's the biggest underdog contest ever. Three million dollars to first place. Absolutely bonkers. So get in there, get a best ball mania team. You never know that winner could be you. And you know what? If you're not in the fantasy football mood right now, that's okay. They've got baseball. They've got playoff NBA, playoff hockey. There's golf. All sorts of cool stuff to do on Underdog. It's the best way to play daily fantasy. So you can go and go and download that right now in the Google Play Store or the Apple iTunes Store. Hit pause, run, go to your device, download, and then use code DHH to have your deposit up to $100 matched right away. That's free money for something you're probably going to do anyways, which is just absolutely awesome. So once again, code DHH for your deposit up to $100 matched on underdog.com. James and Tyler. James, I know you stayed home. You were low key for the draft, right? Yeah, not too much going on. Had a uh, the boy, the boy enjoyed it. The the little young man that I'm raising yep. uh in my home or or aka my son, Creedon, Gremlin, whatever you want to call him. Uh he drove Jaylen, me. I believe at, he's a Jalen Hyatt truther. Oh uh, <laughs> probably. That'd be good. Maybe uh maybe he'll get his uh second, maybe third, fourth jersey. I don't know. He's got a lot of jerseys already. Nice. Um jerseys and jersey. Not as good hear, as his Kayvon Thibodeau jersey last year, though. Oh. Nice, nice. I hear uh I hear Jalen Hyatt used to be the actor that played in Little Giants, the receiver, uh, hot hands who could not catch a thing. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, the Will Fuller comps are real. We used to call him Baby Hands Fuller, right? Like, oh, it'll Will be, Fuller it'll hands be were tiny. We'll, we'll talk about Jalen Hyatt. Tyler, how was your draft experience over the weekend? <laughs> awesome. I mean, my team took Bijan. Spoiler alert: took Bijan. I screened. I was in ah! my buddy's my butt. Yeah, like the little girl <laughs> you are, as a little higher. But I screamed out. I was like, yes. And I had nice. everybody looking at me. It was awesome. You the guys, only Falcons fan in the crowd. If Ritter, <laughs> if Ritter falls apart, it's his own fault because his offense is going to be electric. The line is good. The offense is good. Woo. No excuses for Ritter. And nope. I know James is a big Ritter guy. He's probably got shares of him up the wazoo. He's nodding. So that is an emphatic yes. My draft experience was good. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings in Greece, New York. Felt like a god over there eating some beautiful i had a burger at buffalo wild wings usually not a fan of it but it was actually pretty good good. and i had this amazing shout out to the to the brewery k2 i had a blue raz sour which was 
phenomenal. I actually came home with a four-pack of them. I loved it so much. So, so good. But it was great to catch up with my guys. There's about 15 of us at Buffalo Wild Wings. We all root for different teams. So you teams. got 15 bonus? Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got guys that are fans of the Bills, the Bears, the Niners, the Commanders, the Patriots, the Jets. Like It, it was really spread apart. I was happy to get Christian Gonzalez at number 17, falling into the Patriots' laps. So I was very happy. This, I know this isn't, an, this isn't an IDP show, but Christian Gonzalez at 17, let's ride. I was really happy with that as a Pats fan. Um, and then we took a kicker and a punter later in the draft. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I digress. But there was some news. Don't forget the booty. Yes, we'll talk about we'll talk about the booty later on. My favorite part. Um, so let's talk a little bit of news. We had a little bit. I don't want to spend too, too much time on it because we have a lot to unpack here for the draft. But the Jets finally, finally, finally acquired Aaron Rodgers from the Packers. The Jets received the number 15 overall pick and a fifth rounder. Uh, the Packers received the 13th pick, so they moved up two spots. The 42nd pick in the 207th selection in this year's draft. And then there's a conditional 2024 second that could become a first if Rodgers plays more than 65% of the offensive snaps. So it is. I believe that's probably going to happen. I bet the Jets wanted it to be like if they make the playoffs. Um, but the Packers had all the, um, you know, all the cards were on their table. The Jets were pretty much at their, at their mercy. So we finally got to see this happen. Now Aaron Rodgers jumps into an offense that has Brees Hall and Michael Carter and Garrett Wilson, and they still have Corey Davis, um, McCole Hardman. We've got a lot of really nice pieces for the Jets. So I think this one can revitalize Aaron Rodgers, much how Tom Brady was revitalized after he left New England and then went to Tampa. You know, Rodgers had a down year last year. I think he's motivated. He's going to trip on some mushrooms and being like, he's going to be as high as a jet. And he is just, I think Rodgers is going to have a really, really good season this year. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. It's uh, wheels up for Garrett Wilson and all the offensive players, their offensive line. They missed out on the tackles. So they had to take they a 30 year old pass rusher who <laughs> it was, it was one of those picks where they were set on the tackle. They got, they got sniped. They got jumped by the, by the Steelers. Steelers. By wow. the Steelers. And then they sat there like, oh, shit. Will McDonald? <laughs> Will McDonald, I think, is going to be a good player. So, Yeah, which I'm happy they took him because there was rumors of JSN going there. And thank God he didn't because that would have ruined a lot there of was, stuff. But... There was rumors that uh, a player we're going to talk about was rumored to go there. Jameer Gibbs was rumored to go yeah. to the Jets. So that's that would have been interesting. nuts. And, and yeah, we'll talk about Gibbs when we get there. But yeah, uh, yeah. I like Rodgers. Who knows how long he's going to play? If you have him, just ride him out because yeah. his, his value is low. You're playing with house money. Worth, yeah, he's worth more on your team. So don't even try to trade. James, any thoughts on this move finally taking place for Aaron Rodgers? I'm just happy it's over. Same. And, and you know, I'm starting That's to see the said. Garrett Wilson offers <laughs> flying in. Um, yeah, no way am I giving up Garrett Wilson unless it's for a haul. I actually yep, dealt I Garrett Wilson before Rodgers came. And it was What'd Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Ayuk, and uh, 111, which hasn't been picked yet, for I got Justin Jefferson and Donovan Peoples-Jones. And I'm still very excited to have Justin Jefferson. So, Well, you are wearing a Vikings jacket, so I would, that would that make sense. That is true. Yes. He just does that to fit in. That's true. In other news, Texas general manager Nick Cesario said John Mechie III was a full participant in phase one of the Texas offseason program, which is awesome to hear. Mechie uh, continues to trend in the right direction after missing all of his rookie season due to a battle with acute, I don't know how to spell that word, leukemia. 
cryomyelectic leukemia. He had leukemia, and he's battling it, and it looks like he is on track to come back, which is good. The Texans made some moves at the receiver position, which we'll cover here. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they have because they made some moves at quarterback too. So all sorts of fun stuff going on with Houston, but they didn't draft a running back. Damian Pierce stuck up anyway. Uh, and then on draft day, there was only two player trades in the whole draft. Yeah. Which was wild to me. I thought there would be more. DeAndre Hopkins is still a Cardinal. Other players that were to get rumored to get moved. Didn't uh, we saw Adam Troutman get reunited with yeah. Sean Payton. Wow. I, I had it on here on the show sheet. And then I'm like, you know what? No I just want to get to the draft. No. News. Yeah. No one cares about Adam Troutman. Um, but the big one was the Eagles acquired running back DeAndre Swift from the lions for a 2025 fourth round pick. So the Eagles, as we all know, they went ham and, and drafted all sorts of Georgia so defenders. Good. So and they good. went, you know what? We're going to take a Georgia offensive player after the Detroit Lions drafted Jameer Gibbs. DeAndre Swift, obviously. I was hoping he might go to the Patriots. I was having dreams of a Stevenson Swift backfield, a juiced up James White. It didn't happen, uh, but he went to the Eagles. So we'll talk a little bit about the Eagles backfield here. But the but Swift to the Eagles, you know, his stock, I think, in essence, doubled because at Detroit, everyone was kind of, eh. So him getting moved helped his dynasty stock quite a bit. You know, look at what Miles Sanders did in that offense last year. I think Swift is a better player than Miles Sanders, but they did bring in Rashad Penny. So it's a bit of a muddied situation. They don't pass to the running back a lot. Um, so for me, he'll be there for at least one year, and then we'll see what happens with DeAndre Swift. So for me, I've got offers. You know, Tyler offered me the 110 for DeAndre Swift, and I'm like, I don't really like this class all that much. Like at 110, I'm like, uh, Zay Flowers or DeAndre zone. Swift, like, Will Levis. Yeah, you're kind of uh, in a dead I, I, zone. Yeah, it, it's this guy. Like I said, I, I said it on a previous podcast. I'm glad I traded out of the 108. It ended up being Quentin Johnston in the league that I had to pick, and I wouldn't have taken Johnston. Um, I would have been like, nah. Uh, so I'm, I'm not regretting that whatsoever. This is a very top-heavy draft, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. But James, what was your immediate reaction when DeAndre Swift was announced to be traded to the Philadelphia Eagles? Obviously resurrected because, you know, we were all worried about the David Montgomery thing. And then obviously the, the the pick that happened during the draft that sparked this whole thing that, oh, yeah, DeAndre Swift, 100 percent going to get traded. Well, we woke up the next day and oh, here we are. DeAndre Swift to the Eagles. Um, I like the move. He's back home in his hometown of Philadelphia. Um, I think that Rashad Penny is washed personally and i don't think that he walks back onto the yeah wash penny uh, <laughs> you walk by you find him on the ground penny like, wash car wash uh anyway. it, does that mean it's shiny so it's like uh, new? Uh, no no more more like he's been dragged through the mud 10 million times it's the penny yeah. you find in the gutter in the street corner that has like <laughs> nothing on it anymore yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, just no it's the penny that you leave on the train tracks oh and it just gets flat. run over it just it's has flat. no knees yeah, uh, I like that. But no, I, I like I like the move for DeAndre Swift to go to the Eagles. Uh, it's obviously another weapon for Jalen Hurts, which is awesome. And I'm not too afraid of, you know, the the verbiage of them not dropping down to the running back as much. Um, I think this kills Kenny Gainwell. Uh, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell will both be backups. I, I think DeAndre Swift is definitely taking over the pass catching role for this team. They'll be middled in somewhere along the lines, but DeAndre Swift is a different kind of back. He can play from the goal line if need be, and uh, I think we're actually going to see an opportunity for him to do so here in Philadelphia. I sure hope so. Tyler, any thoughts on DeAndre? 
Well, you guys know I love DeAndre Swift, and this was tough because giving up a 2025 fourth-round pick is pretty much saying, okay, we'll give you nothing. <laughs> like they, Yeah, the salary, fourth, right? Pretty much. And he's it's his last year of the deal. So in, in essence, like you said, it's a one-year deal. They're going to use him as much as they can. Then I don't even know if they'll resign him because they have a lot of players that will be on the books. Devonta Smith will have to resign. And some of that off are that defensive line that they just drafted, you know, they'll have to look at. So they're going to have to do some moving and swaying. They're really good at that. I mean, Swift could be like a $2 million a year type running back because I think he knows he's in uh he's in shit waters because, Hey, uh, people are like, Hey, bring him to Deuce McAllister in uh, Carolina. You know what? Deuce and him didn't get along. You watch hard knocks. Deuce was Deuce, constantly Deuce yell. Yeah. Yeah, Staley was uh, on him. He's like, you want to be great? You want to be great? Right? Like, yeah. And that's the issue. He's he's hurt. And there's times when he just doesn't seem like he has the the oomph. As much as we like to. Like, you see it. Like, there's plays like, there it is. There it is. Then there's plays where like, okay, like, what happened? <laughs> it's It, yeah. it kind of sucks. His, his value, I think, is peak swift after rookie season value right now. So I think you can get a good amount. I actually trade him. In a league he was where I'm the RB two in dynasty a year ago. Yeah. yeah. RB three in dynasty a year ago. I think that was his peak. That's true. But like right now, like he definitely regained value. He went from maybe it's a, a resurgence peak. He went from like a second round pick to also like a one Oh one Oh seven area, yeah. which I would get out because you know, he's in his fourth year. You gotta you gotta kind of decide with running backs. It's fourth or third year, one of those two. But yeah, w- with him, you gotta kind of decide. Okay, am I gonna believe in his long term future or believe that he's going to kind of be the abnormal in this Philadelphia offense that we haven't seen in a long time? Because I don't think he's gonna get the goal line as long as Penny's healthy. And when is Penny I'm, healthy? And Penny's also not like an established goal line. And guess either. what? Kenny Gainwell did well in the goal line. So, and Boston he's like Scott, a, he's is like very... Aaron Jones at the goal line. He's that small, shifty, same, he gets skinny. Yeah. Yep. Same with Boston Scott. Great at the goal line. Cause they're tiny. And especially against yeah. the giants, right? James <laughs> Deandre Swift crowded room. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Deandre Swift's <laughs> issue is the goal line because they never want to use him because he's always hurt. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's keep it moving. I want to give a shout out to our longtime sponsor trophy smack. If you haven't already gotten your belt or your trophy, Come on, Commission. What, what are you doing? You need to get that done. Go on trophysmack.com. When you do, use code DHHRing. You'll get a free championship ring at checkout. Maybe you can do that as a, I'm sorry, I was late to get your trophy. Here's this ring as well. Um, or you can keep it for yourself. Give it to the highest score. However you choose to do it, do it however you want. But Ooh. there's football, there's hockey, baseball, basketball, soccer. Everything is completely customizable. They have the right trophy for you, bottom line. And they have stuff for your losers in the league. So, you know, we all love those losers that finish in last place that have punishments, whether it's going to a Waffle House and eating and eating pancakes. I'm pretty sure I could be out of there in like five hours. Um, you know, whatever the punishment is, you can give them a toilet seat, all sorts of stuff on trophysmack.com. So once again, it is code DHH ring to get that free $60 championship ring with your purchase of a trophy or a belt. All right, let's talk fantasy-relevant draft picks here. We'll, we'll start at the 101. You know, there was a little bit of mystery, like who who'd the Panthers trade up to get? And it was the number one guy all along. It was Bryce Young out of Alabama. He was the 101. 
to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, he's going to be under coach Frank Reich. I like the fit here for Bryce Young. Do I think he's the most talented quarterback? I think he's probably the best all-around quarterback in this draft. When you talk about ability to run, accuracy, is he the tallest guy in the world? No, he's not, and that's okay. I think he has the has what it takes to be the exception to the rule. Um, and that's how I kind of view Bryce Young. So, James, any surprise when the Panthers went 101 and took Bryce Young? Absolutely not. I don't even think I need to look at an update on my phone to know that the Panthers were going to take Bryce Young. Um, Reddit I, I, told me it was Will Levis. Oh yeah, well we all saw the Levis, the Levis lose uh, some elevation in the drafts. Uh, yeah, it, that's not Levis. Wait, I don't what do want you mean by that? that. What do you mean by that? Elevation. elevation, elevation. You know, the top of the draft, and then he came back down to earth where he belongs. Um, Wouldn't that be a decline? <laughs> well, change in elevation. Anyway, no, I think I think Bryce Young is going to work out in, in Carolina. I really hope so. They've added some weapons around him. Um, yep. Obviously, we took, we talked about Miles Sanders going there a little bit earlier. I, I think it's a great move. I am still concerned about his height and his durability. And, yep. and that will remain the same until I see otherwise. You know, uh, same as Kyler. Everybody was worried about his size when he came into the league. Um, and he was fine for the first, what, two years of his career. And then he started to get hurt. Because the offensive line started a breakdown, they didn't they didn't really help the offensive line situation. And as soon as Kyler started to get hurt, we saw his play go downhill faster than uh, we we would hope so hope for. Yeah. And it's a possibility that it could happen with Bryce Young. But other than that, uh, I like the move for the Panthers. Well said, Tyler. We've got a question in the chat. Why don't you cover the question here for us from our so a friend of the show, Eddie Goodman. Thank you for uh, sending your question in, Eddie. What's up, Eddie? Uh, Superflex 10 team won the league two years in a row. Congratulations on that. Picks 102 and 110. Uh, quarterbacks are Fields, Allen, Kyler, and I moved Waddle 110 and my 24 first for 101. Wow. Okay. Uh, a, and a second next year went Bijan and Young. So he yeah, had 101 and 102. So uh, Superflex, I love that because you got four I, quarterbacks now. Yeah, that I mean. Fields, Allen, Kyler. Fields and Allen are your starters. You did get Bijan, which I think Bijan right now is probably ranked actually ahead of Waddle in a lot of startups. I, I guess, look, I'm going to interrupt real quick. I guess yeah. looking at this, if you had the 102, why wouldn't you just trade up to the 101? You didn't need a quarterback. 100%. That's I agree. My, I, that's I my, I'm looking at this and I'm kind of cross-eyed. Like I would... So I would I would rather move from the 102 to the 101. You probably don't have to give up a lot. You definitely don't have to give up Waddle. You probably only have to give up the 110. Yeah. Maybe the 24 first, even though that's right. steep. Yeah. But maybe you Heck get yeah. a pick later back. But this to me, this is like I understand you just won the league. It's super flex, so quarterbacks are important. I think Kyler is going to be fine. So for me, it's like why add a fourth quarterback? I get they have value. You're probably going to trade one eventually. But for me, it's like just trade up to the 101. Take Bijan and keep Waddle because yeah. Waddle is a top five to seven wide receiver in dynasty. Yeah. And his, wide, his wide receiver room is also very thin. He says his wide receiver it's room old. is Jefferson Adams Hill and Diggs. Hill has came out and said he's going to retire after his contract. So you're going to have Adams to, and Diggs are both 30. Yep. Like I don't and... see the motivation. I would have rather moved Hill Adams or Diggs. 
Yeah, then Waddle, 100%. Yeah, 100%. So this is a bit of a puzzling one there, uh, Eddie. I get the wanting to you know, think this might be a move that's going to help you win back-to-back championships. But to me, I would have just kept it simple. Just move up one spot, take Bijan, give up not a lot, and roll with what you got. I think a lot of people, too, are nervous with Kyler. Because, I mean, we're not Kyler, Kyler fans, but this is kind of just... Unless Arizona tanks and they take Caleb Williams and they Josh Rosen him, and it, and it can and it can happen, but I think Kyler. There's a lot of money involved they, with yes, Kyler's deal. They paid him a ton of yeah. money, so I I do agree. I would have loved to have kept Waddle, and I mean and I, the get the, maybe, I get the I get the infatuation with Bijan because I love Bijan too, but yeah, that that's a tough one. I mean, we'll see in a couple years because that's when it'll actually show how sure. the trade panned out, but. As of right now, yeah, I probably would have held. Uh, going to Bryce Young, he's still my quarterback one. I know everybody's going to stay another guy. I love Bryce Young, and I think he's going to be right where Trevor Lawrence is next year or the year after because he's just way too good of a player. He's literally Trevor Lawrence if Trevor Lawrence was five foot 11, 5'10", 195 pounds because he's been hyped since he's like 16. He's been the golden child. He won the Heisman very young. It's just the the height and weight has been an issue, but sure. everything else, everything else is awesome. So like, he can't control the height. I mean, the weight he yep. can control, but like, like yeah. Doug, uh, I had to trade for Bijan, and it, and it kind of fell through due to the parameters we had. And looking at it now, I'm very happy that it didn't happen because I got Bryce Young at 103, and my team needs a stable quarterback and that's what Bryce Young is he's going to be 18 20 points with definitely some spike weeks but he's going to be safe and that's what I really like about Bryce Young yeah and talking about stable quarterbacks the Houston Texans there was a lot of like what are they going to do with the second pick they might skip out on a quarterback there was the whole testing for CJ Stroud is that going to make him fall down the boards yeah he fell to the number two pick so the Texans held steady and they drafted CJ Stroud um, and then they went and traded for the number three pick. They traded their 2024 first and a bunch of other stuff to move up to get Will Anderson. So they got their probably two of their top three players on their board and just kind of went all in. But to get back to Stroud, you know, when I say safe, I think Stroud is a very safe option. You know, he's not going to run like Bryce is, but he's super accurate. I think his floor is super safe. Um, so I like this fit for the Texans. And I kind of like what they're doing on offense. You know, they're they traded Brandon Cooks away to the Dallas Cowboys. They, they've drafted some pieces here. They signed Robert Woods. That doesn't mean anything. Um, but, you know, I like I kind of like what they're building there. And, um, you know, it's going to take some time. But, James, I know you probably weren't surprised by Stroud going to the Texans, but what do you think about the fit? I, I think it's a great fit. And and just as an or, from an organizational standpoint, I think it's, it's about time they really hit the reset button on a quarterback, on a franchise quarterback. And that's Davis what C.J. Stroud really is. I, I believe – that he will be around uh, probably his second contract will be with Houston as well. He is the prototypical franchise size and weight. He has a great arm. Um, definitely, definitely silky smooth deep ball. We've always, we've talked about that pre-draft. Um, and I think it works out here. I think it works out with the the younger wide receivers in the group. Nico Collins. We talked about John Mechie coming back. Um, and, you know, they got rid of Brandon Cooks this year. So I'm a little bit, a little happy about that. So. Yeah, yeah Tyler, any thoughts on Stroud before we move on? Nope, pretty much the same. He's, he, I think he's a low, he's lower than Bryce, but he's a definitely safer pick than the next guy we'll talk about. Yeah, and the next guy off the board, there were some questions, um, you know, around these quarterbacks, specifically Anthony Richardson, who went 104 
to the Indianapolis Colts. You know, there was uh, things today that if Richardson wasn't available, the Colts were prepared to take Will Levis at 104. Um, <laughs> but Richardson fell to them. I really like this pick quite a bit. We was actually some debate while we were at Buffalo Wild Wings um, when this pick was on the board. And I said, they're taking Richardson. I said, Steichen's the OC. He had Jalen Hurts. Like, it just makes way too much sense for him not to take Anthony Richardson. And sure enough, that is exactly what happened. So, Tyler, what do you think about the fit for Anthony Richardson? Where do you – I know a lot of people are drafting him 102. Yep. In a lot of super flex leagues and because of the incredibly high ceiling that Anthony Richardson should have. But with that, there's risk versus reward. He also could have a very low floor. So there's some risk baked in. But what was your first thoughts with Anthony Richardson, Richardson to the Colts? The best team he could have went to. I mean, offensive scheme wise and all that. And you hear uh, I watched I rewatched Pat McAfee's draft show and they had um What's his name? The GM for them. I forgot his name. Uh, Ballard? Yes. They had him on right after they picked, and Ballard said they've been on him for a while. And the thing is, is uh, he said Steichen had a massive say in this pick because, you know, the Manning said, hey, Will Levis, we gave him the approval. We like Will Levis. And they even said that, like, they were prepared to take Levis. They thought Richardson was going to go at three. or like if uh, Stroud was picked at two, there's a good chance Houston or if Stroud wasn't picked at two and it was Anderson and Houston probably would have to pay more for that pick if Stroud was still on because the way they did it and just the way Richardson people say, oh, he's going to sit. I don't think so. I think he's going to step in. He's going to start right away. Yeah, there was um, today. There was definitely some word out today that Anthony Richardson is like, no, he's going to start right away. Yeah. All and, you Gardner Minshew fans. Yeah. High quality it. backup. He <laughs> is going to have his bumps for sure. 100%. That offense. Uh, I mean, Jonathan Taylor should be back healthy. There's rumors of him being unhappy with the Colts. Well, you know what? Now you got a backfield mate that can definitely take pressure off you. And I think you should expect a poor man's Justin Fields from last year. He's not going to run as much like Fields did, but I do think he's going to throw better. And that's my comp for him is I think he's got a better arm than Fields, better accuracy. He's got a better receiver than Fields had. I mean, Michael Pittman, I think, is, is a stud. True. So. Yes. And, and this is wheels up for Pittman. Yeah. I, I love this move. You're going to get instant fantasy points from him. And at the quarterback position, the way he plays the game, he could be. Uh, I forgot. Or, oh, uh, it was the Dynasty Dummies, I think. And they talked about that. Like, hey, if this guy hits, he could rival. Josh Allen and Mahomes for quarterback one because of his youth and the way he plays. He's going to be right up there with Hurts, Mahomes, and Josh Allen if he hits. So yeah. that that's kind of where we're at with him. He is definitely the 101, 102 in a lot of a lot of places I've seen. So if you want him, you better go up to 102. And uh, yeah, yeah, so we he, saw him go 101 in one of our drafts. So. Yep. He's got the physical traits to be a, a fantasy superstar. And with all respect, if you do go up to 102, the 101, and you decide to take Anthony Richardson, all power to you. But <clears throat> we're st- I'm, I think I'm starting to see a pattern here with these more run-heavy quarterbacks. <clears throat> Excuse me. Justin Fields, you know, we saw Justin Fields go high in the draft. He's got great physicality, can run his butt off, can throw the ball. But his first year in Dynasty, we saw a, a an immense decline in value due to the fact that, you know, the Bears weren't really very good. Um, I think this trend might happen with Anthony Richardson. So we saw by later. 
Yeah. <laughs> I am waiting for the dip in value um, towards the there. end of one. because little if, issue. Number one, let me finish. So okay. Gardner Minshew will most likely start the season. I don't think Anthony Richardson wins the wins out completely. You just said, he, you just said Richardson was going to start. Dude, I mean, that's eight. what they're saying. That's what Ursay said. That's what Ursay he, He's said. the owner. What he says goes what no matter what. What he says goes, yeah, yeah, no matter what. Um, until you see him on the field. I think Anthony Richardson is still going to make mistakes. He's st- They're still going to have to build the offense around him. They don't really have a field stretcher um, on the team anymore. I, I think I know they went out and got some kind of – did they go out and get Josh Downs? I believe they did. They did, but they still have Alex, Pier- Alex Pierce. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's – Jelani it's, Woods. It's a little uh, – yeah, Jelani Woods is buried Ky- on the depth. Kylan's chart. Granson. Yeah. Tony uh, Woods buried on the depth chart. The, the tight ends, the tight ends for the Mo Colts just, just didn't really work out. Um, yeah. But no, I think Richardson brings a different dynamic to this team, and, it, and it's only a matter of time before Will he Mallory. does break out. But if it doesn't happen in the, in the middle of the first season, his value is going to dip, and that's when I'm jumping all over him. I don't think so. Okay. The thing I think people, field- I think people have smartened up because people saw it in Fields, and the the, the price isn't going to change that much unless he absolutely implodes. The issue with Fields was they had different management. They completely wiped everybody out after that draft, oh, and they're their sit- guy. Yeah, and they're sitting there. Oh, he's not their guy. They're going to draft point. somebody else. They, they got rid of Nagy, and then yep. it was yeah. And they didn't give him like the oh, this is our guy. They never said that with Fields. They took Richardson at one hundred four over other like over Levis who they really liked or they could win defensive player which they really needed they went Richardson at 104 and that's kind of like that's where this regime is based off of yeah let's keep it moving let's get to the consensus 101 we heard a steady drum beat uh days before the draft that Atlanta they might be taking Bijan at 108 and sure as heck they pulled the trigger on Bijan. Tyler did his little ah, happy dance at the draft. I thought it was an awesome fit in an Arthur Smith offense. Um, you know, I, I like just before I get it to you guys, I like what Atlanta's doing. They've got Pitts, London, Bijan, a great offensive line. Instead of getting the quarterback first and building around the QB, they're building everything and then they can drop a QB maybe next year. They'll see if Ritter has it. If not, they get Williams, they get May. And they drop him into a system where he's going to be protected and he's going to have weapons all around him. So Atlanta's doing it a little bit differently, but I really like what they're doing. Tyler, other than screeching like a girl, <laughs> Bijan to the Falcons. I think this is one of the best case scenarios in the draft when it comes to a fit. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, I real football. right when the pick was happening, I was sitting there praying. But like you said, it just seemed like it was going to happen. And for for weeks, it just kept saying, oh, Atlanta's very interested. And then the more and more it came about, you're just like, okay, this is happening. And when they're not afraid to take offensive pieces in the top 10. No. And and I agree. Like Ritter, even if he is Jared Goff, we've seen Jared Goff strive around good offensive pieces and an offense that's good around him. Why can't he be this year's Jared Goff? Why can't Ritter be that? So my opinion, I think Ritter's price went up. Uh, I was on a podcast on day two, and they were talking like, "Would you, what would you rather have, the 108 or Ritter? And right now, I think I'd, I'd take Ritter. Like, if I need a quarterback, 108, Quentin Johnson, or Desmond Ritter. If Ritter hits like Goff did, Quentin Johnson. that yes. price is going up. So, yeah, I it was wheels up for Ritter. And Bijan, a lot of people are like, oh, Tyler Algier is going to get some carries. They are going to split 60-40 or 70-30. 
And that is more than enough for Bijan, especially the way he's used. They're going to use him like a weapon, Christian McCaffrey style. And they they had Derrick Henry, and they made him pretty much the focal point of the offense. And that's what they're going to do with Bijan. So Pitts, I love Pitts, but this it kind of drops his value down a little bit because they're going to throw it to Bijan. London, I think, will be on par with what he was last year, maybe a they little didn't, They didn't add anybody in that wide receiver room. No, and they that's what they're going to do. It's those three pieces and log out. And they did it in Tennessee, and they're doing it here, and I love it. So Arthur Smith, as much as a fool as he's looked a lot recently, wow, like this team did it right. They didn't have their defensive pieces, but that is beside the point. So I am a big fan. I'm a big fan of this draft pick, and he is the star of Atlanta now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, go ahead, James. Before we move on. I mean, 100%, Tyler, and, and with all respect, you know, congratulations on the Bijan Robinson to your home Falcons team. I mean, who who wouldn't want the most exclusive running back in the draft class? You know, that's that's great. But I think I think it really does help and it shows Arthur Smith. He's going to bring us the same kind of style of offense, utilizing the running back heavy and first and foremost most likely but it it will open up the play action passing that we saw T- Tannehill have success with in Tennessee um with AJ Brown so that makes me excited about Drake London that makes me excited about Kyle Pitts um i i think this offense is going to start clicking a little bit more than we expect and obviously it starts with Bijan Robinson but i think it's a trickle effect around the offensive main fantasy pieces uh for the Falcons yeah, the next player off the board, This was an, there was interesting rumors because the Lions originally sat at 106, and they said that they would have taken Gibbs at 106 ahead of Bijan, which is wild to me. But they, they, moved, were back, they <laughs> moved back to 112. They almost broke a table, Brad Holmes did, and they were super-duper freaking excited to get Jameer Gibbs into their running back room. Obviously, we talked about the DeAndre Swift trade after that happened. Um, so for me, the draft capital was shocking. And then we heard that the Jets and there were some other teams that were interested in Gibbs right in the same range. So they pulled the trigger at 112. So to have two running backs taken in the top 12 is something we have not seen in a long time. So James, the initial reaction because Swift was there was like, what are they doing? Now that Swift is gone, Jameer Gibbs, to me, I think he's the clear 102 in single QB leagues. Because um, I have faith because of the draft capital, because of the excitement, and all the things that go along with that, um, James, were you as excited for Jameer Gibbs to the Lions as a lot of people were? As soon as they got rid of Swift, yes. Okay. All right. He comes in filling a need for a pass catching back that we see David Montgomery is not going to be doing. Um, I, I think Jameer Gibbs obviously moves up to the RB1 position on that roster immediately. You know, he's utilized in the passing game. He can run between the tackles. He could. He has breakaway speed, at, and and his yards after contact are amazing. So I, I think, are. I think uh, it's a yards great per fit. run with Gibbs this offense. And you know, elite. shout out, shout out first and foremost because we did talk about the Falcons and I forgot to mention it. Shout out to to Memphis for last year's um, draft show episode three hundred because he called Mariota being demoted and and Ritter coming up. So I just wanted I just wanted to shout him out real fast. Nice. Um, but no, this offense is going to be a powerhouse in the North. I wouldn't be shocked if they actually win the division this year. Yeah, definitely. The the window is open. Tyler, any thoughts on Jameer Gibbs before we keep it moving? 
Uh, yeah, he's my 105 in Superflex Leagues ahead of the wide receiver we'll talk about soon, and I trade up to get him. I missed out on Bijan. Uh, like I said, even before the draft, I said Gibbs will be a fine consolation piece if you miss on Bijan. I think he is very close to Bijan because they want to use him. Like you said, we saw the excitement, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to that table. But yeah, that was a very odd pick at the time, but now it's very exciting. Yeah, and your consensus 106 is the 20th pick in the NFL draft. It was Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State going to the Seattle Seahawks. And I know a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know about I love this fit for love Jackson it. Smith and Jigba. Tyler Lockett is 31 going on 32. There's DK Geno's there. They, they've got a, a great backfield now with Kenneth Walker and another player that they added in the second round. They still have Noah Fant. So this offense is like set to run. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jackson Smith and Jigba is second on the team in targets in his rookie year. I mean, we all know Lockett is not a target hog. He's the downfield stretcher, but still an awesome player. I love Tyler Lockett. He's had a great career. Um, but to me, JSN, like he's ready to eat in this offense with Gino. I know they they might want to run the ball a little bit more, but I, I really like the fit for JSN. Tyler, I think he's the 106 after Gibbs in your Superflex leagues. And then there's like a teardrop of rather epic proportions, yep, in yeah. my opinion. No, I... <laughs> um, I I agree. But first thoughts on JSN. I uh, love it. He is a perfect fit for this offense. I think he's going to strive. I would not be shocked if he is around Chris Olave numbers from this past year. Like, like you said, the, the whole Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf thing kind of worried you. DK Metcalf kind of gets hurt a little bit. And also Tyler Lockett, like you said, he's 32. They looked to get rid of him last year. They couldn't trade him. Now this year they have him. I'm not sure what his contract status is. But honestly, love JSN for this team. They are, I think they're putting their faith in Gino. He's got two years on, on his contract for sure. I'm pretty sure. So, uh, yeah, like he's going to act like their tight end. Yeah, they've been trying for years to get a third receiver. They drafted Dwayne Eskridge a few years ago in the second round. They've had other guys, Marquise Goodwin. They've tried Josh like Gordon. heck. Yeah, they've tried like heck to get a third receiver, and, and I think they finally found it with JSN. So good. James, so good. Any, any thoughts on Njigba? No, I, I think Tyler said it very well. He fits in the offense well. You know, Tyler Lockett getting older. Yep. I, I It's a great fit, and I think he's going to have immediate value and, and growth in his in his dynasty value moving forward into year two. So yeah. I want to lump, lump the next three picks all together. So we had four wide receivers all taken in a <laughs> row. So there was a run on wide receivers here in the first. With the, twen with the 22nd pick, the uh, Chargers took Quinton Johnston. With the 22nd overall pick, the Baltimore Ravens took Zay Flowers. And with the 24th overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings took Jordan Addison. So those three guys, so we, ha we had a total of four receivers go in the first round, and they all went back to back to back to back. For me personally, I think Addison is the best fit, and he got the biggest boost in value just because I'm not a Quinton, Quinton Johnston guy. So, James, give me give me a rundown on these three guys that all went back to back to back. All right. So first off, Quinton Johnston, Quinton Johnston to from TCU going to the Chargers. I mean, it's the same similar type of wide receiver going to this to the same Mike Williams, Skinny Keenan Mike Allen Williams. teams. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think pretty much a blend of those two players. Correct. And I think it'll work out for him in year two, perhaps uh, after Keenan Allen um, is gone. You know, they they do have an out after his 2023 year of uh, potential contract. So either way, he's almost 30. He'll be 32 come 2024 season. So I think Keenan Allen may be 
coming to an end of his career and Quinton Johnston could pick it up. Um, but you know, we're still a year and a half away from that. So I'm not going to jump to conclusions too much. So that leaves me with a, a bad taste in my mouth about Quinton Johnston competing with the same kind of physicality and receivers that are already there. Um, Zay flowers. I love it. They needed a field stretcher in Baltimore. Yes. I know they got OBJ, but I believe that, you know, there was something missing as soon as they got rid of Hoboken Brown. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson was not happy with the move. Oh, if you guys don't know, it's Hollywood Brown. Um, yes. oh, no. Hoboken's love, in New Jersey. I love calling him Hoboken, New Jersey, Hoboken Brown. Um, and you know what? He fills that void of a field stretcher that they've missed. So I'm not too concerned about that. Hopefully we, with the, the Todd Munkin offense, mm -hmm. we see the ball spread out a little bit more leading to, uh, a little bit more passing with Lamar Jackson. Oh, and I didn't write that down in the news that he got, you know, a contract done. Whoops. Yep. Yeah. Lamar's yard. there for the next five years. So yeah. Yeah. Breaking uh, news. Yeah. Woohoo. Jordan Addison, like you said, I like it the most. They needed a wide yeah. receiver too in that offense opposite of Je Justin Jefferson. Um, we saw Adam Thielen leave in the, uh, in free agency. And I, I think that Jordan Addison is going to be a great fit. You know, he could play in the inside, he could play on the outside. So it's really going to be hard to track. Him, Justin Jefferson, and my boy Hawkinson, uh, all at the same time. So it's gonna be good. Yeah, KJ Osborne's a sleeper. I still have him on a couple of rosters. Same, but uh, I think he just he just got trumped by uh, Jordan Addison. Yeah, I think uh, we saw some of the footage from Minnesota, and it sounds like Addison was their guy, Tyler. Oh yeah, uh, right from the start, and they're like, "Wow, you know, he's here." Like that's pretty much the thing. You're like, "Oh my God, he's here." He, you know, and they called him. And they sat there and they said, you know, we're going to use you. We are very happy to have you. And uh, I was listening to the Dynasty Dummies Day 2 podcast, and J. Mike said it perfect. The Minnesota Vikings did it again. They got the last receiver like they did with Jefferson, and they got the guy who will probably be the most productive out of all these guys right from the start. He's going to probably be their wide receiver too. K.J. Osborne dropped a little bit. I still like him as a sleeper. But mm -hmm. Addison will be the the wide receiver too. He's gonna he team. walks into hundred targets. Addison. Yep. Easy. Hundred yeah. percent. I I put out my tiers on on Twitter today. I typed them up Friday. I didn't have any day three players there, but Addison is in a tier of his own, pretty much for single quarterback, and he is with Dalton Kincaid, who we'll get to soon. Uh, actually, probably next. Dalton Kincaid, who is right with them in you know tight end premium and all that. But yeah. Addison wheels up. I actually really like this for Zay Flowers. You guys know I wasn't the big fan of his as much. Correct. But I love this. They're going to use him in different ways. Todd Munkin is actual, like he's an actual OC in today's day and age, unlike that piece of crap, Greg Roman. And uh, Quentin Johnson, as much as we are all off of him, I do think the year with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams will help him and mm -hmm. progress. And he's tied to Justin Herbert. Like, let's not forget that. <laughs> so the guy who had uh, Matt D Max Duggan throwing him the ball, who can maybe throw it 20 yards, gets a guy who could throw it 200 yards, yeah, 60 <laughs> yards, frozen rope, pretty yeah. much. So let's not sleep on Quint Johnson as much as you don't like him. He's not going to be like he's definitely a 2024 buy. That's yep. probably what I'm going to say, because, yeah, this year, I think you're going to be a little disappointed. And um, yeah, I think all these receivers landed in very good spots for their their style of play. Like Zay Flowers, I think landed in the perfect spot because they're going to use them on jet sweeps. They're going to use them deep, 
and Lamar is going to love him. OBJ I mean, is... they got two tight ends that it can get open in the middle of the field. Zay should yep. have room to run. And they have so. they have a 30, 31 year old OBJ with no knee. And speaking of no knee, we will... of the Ravens. Oh my God. I I just saw the medical not long ago. Holy crap. Did you know that guy. Heinz Ward played his whole career without an ACL? I did not know that. So just just to, is that why just he was kind of slow? Perspective. No. We'll talk about it later. Uh, so let's get to Dalton Kincaid. You know, I think this move, the Bills moved up in front of Dallas because I think Dallas wanted to replace gotcha. a Dalton with another second, Dalton. Second time they've been uh, sniped on yeah. a tight end. <laughs> a Dalton and a Dallas. So like it's any any tight end that begins with D, they get they get blocked on. Um, but the Bills moved up for Dalton Kincaid. I was in Buffalo Wild Wings. My Bills fans are like, they're going to take a tight end. They only have two on the roster. And I'm like, I don't know. I think once these receivers went off the board, they were like, we're not going to get Addison. We're not going to get Flowers, which was what they were looking for. And instead, they decided to move up to get Dalton Kincaid, most people's tight end one in this class, and they're going to use him in the slot a lot. Um, is Kind of my take is what they're going to do. They they shifted on the fly. They knew Dallas was interested, and they moved up, and they got Kincaid. So for me, the draft capital, he was the only tight end in the first round. We thought there could be three possibly four in the first round. He was the only one. So for me, Kincaid is the 101 when it comes to tight ends this season because of draft capital, because of the fit, he should be able to get open with all the stuff that they have going on there in Buffalo. Dawson Knox obviously takes a hit here. He did get paid, so he's on a long-term deal, so he's still going to be used, but this really impacts him the most. James, what did you think of Kincaid with the Bills? I think, I think, like you said, it's a perfect fit. I mean, it's a high-powered offense that was in need of someone that can catch the ball in the middle of the field, um, in the red zone, you know, how many times do we see, you know, receivers dropping things down by the goal line for they them? They see the chiefs and they're like, we want to do that. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. And I mean, play to your strengths. Your, your strengths are Josh Allen controlling the offense, throwing the ball down the field. You know, they need that. I, and I think when they got to the playoffs last year, they realized that Dawson Knox isn't the high powered offensive weapon for the tight end position that like they need to compete with the rest of the league. I think they did a great job filling that hole with Dalton Kincaid here in the first round. Yeah. Tyler, um, you just drafted Dalton Kincaid. Oh yeah, you did. You bastard. I, I was am, hoping he fell I'm a me. massive fan. And honestly, <laughs> after they, after they took him, you know what my first thought is they have seen Travis Kelsey destroy them year yep. after year after year. And they saw this guy just like I did saying, well, he's really close to Kelsey and said, Oh my God, we could have our own Kelsey. <laughs> so right. they went out and got him. As long as his back injury is just fine and he can kind of get into OTAs and all that stuff early, I think he could be an immediate producer with this offense. And uh, I, I do think Dawson Knox will be a more red zone target, but King Cade inside the 20s, woo, I think he's going to be a weapon for them. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. So that wraps up round one. In round two, I think what we'll do is uh, I'm just going to lump some players in together and then we can just talk about them really quick. I don't want to spend as much time, but there is a lot of intriguing players that were taken in round two. Um, We obviously haven't called Will Levis' name yet and neither did the NFL. So he went home to Connecticut. He was home when he got picked and it didn't take long on day two. He was the 33rd overall pick, uh, top of the second round. The Titans traded up to get Will Levis. Right after him, the second tight end was taken. And it wasn't who you think. It was my guy, 
Sam Laporta went to the Detroit Lions. And then right after him, another tight end needy team that didn't have a clear starter. They had Austin Hooper. They have OJ Howard. Yawn. Uh, the, the Las Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniels take Michael Mayer as the tight end three off the board. I absolutely loved that pick because he should go in there and start day freaking one. And he's a nasty blocker. He'll help Josh Jacobs. And I think he's going to get a healthy target share. So James, there's three names for you. Give me some quick, quick thoughts. Quick thoughts. I'll start with the Michael Mayer. I think it's a perfect fit. Like you said, not too much competition at the position. Um, he wasn't that prototypical, just receiver type tight end. He could play inside. He's great at blocking and he can also go out and catch uh, a ball or two if needed. I don't think he's going to be a focal point as far as fantasy goes with this roster, but I do believe that, you know, he is going to help out the offense as a whole and some other offensive pieces. Uh, Sam Laporta, great pick for the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know, it was Doug's favorite guy coming out of Iowa. Mm -hmm. And the the Lions needed a tight end. You know, they let go Hawkinson last year. We knew that they we we saw the need for the tight end. As soon as Hawkinson left, they tried who's the guys there? Brooks and somebody else. I can't remember. Wright and Brock Wright. Yeah, I yeah. can't, I couldn't even remember their names. That's how important they were. The yeah. ghost of Brandon Pettigrew. <laughs> so they needed a, a tight end. <laughs> like Sam Laporta to be able to come in automatically off the rip and, and be a part of the offense. You know, I, I see some comps out here for him for like Dawson Knox. He's similar down to the, Kittle. Yeah. And you know, they really missed, they really missed the tight end down towards the inside the red zone inside the 10 zone. Even um, I think Laporta is better Laporta in is tight spaces than Hawkinson yeah. was. Yeah. Tyler, any thoughts on these three dudes? <clears throat> Will Levis, you could talk about Tyler. Cause you know, my love for him. Uh, Will Levis, I think in Superflex leagues, if you missed out on the quarterbacks, I think a 110-111 is perfect range for him. Agreed. Uh, I get he's a second-round pick, but look at the range where he was. Andy Dalton, Derek Carr, those are the type of players that went very quickly in round two in the past. He's not the the Desmond Ritter, the, the Sam Howell style of player, I don't think. Yeah. And the issue with him is, like you guys said, the, the Colts were eyeing him if Richardson was gone. And there was only room. Ian Rapport even said there was only room for three quarterbacks in the first round. Then there was a big fall off from what he heard. So he had no idea if anyone was going to trade up for that third quarterback, even if it was Richardson. I do think that if it was Richardson instead of Levis, he would have been taken earlier. But the fact that it was Levis, he fell a little bit. And then the second round came and Tennessee, like you heard Tennessee was calling Pittsburgh for that pick. Pittsburgh wasn't given that pickup. They weren't giving up Joey Porter Jr. Like that no. was like a marriage. That was awesome to see. But yeah, like after that, it's like, okay, the second picks up Tennessee's train up They're They're getting their guy. I like this fit for him. Like I said, 110, 111. I'm snagging. will love us up just fine. And um, going to Michael Mayer, love that landing spot. When I saw that, yes, please give me that all day. I would have him above Laporta. I know you like Laporta, but. Mm -hmm. Michael Mayer to me it. is a lot closer to Kincaid than he is to a lot of people. Uh, he's a probably plus Cole Komet for this year. 600, 700 yards, six touchdowns, maybe more. Maybe they use him in the red zone more. Jimmy G likes tight ends. So, yeah, I, I do like Daniels. those. That is true. Yeah. All right, let's get into the next group of players. We had the 39th overall pick. There was rumors of this player going in the back end of the first round, and he went at the top of the second. It was Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. 
going to the Carolina Panthers. And then we we had a little bit of a gap. There wasn't many offensive players until number 50. And this was a surprise to me. It was Jaden Reed from Michigan State going to the Green Bay Packers. And then after that, just two picks later at 52. This one was a disappointing one. <laughs> the, R, the consensus RB3 in this class for a lot of people was Zach Charbonnet. And he goes to Seattle with Ken Walker. Oh, and I cried inside because I was like, wow, could you land in a worse spot? Yeah. Um, you know, looking at some of the footage from Seattle, they were on the phone and then they said they were going to oh. use you this way. They seemed special very teams. excited about it. <laughs> they said special teams. <laughs> they were way more excited about it than I was. I was like, really? The only silver lining here might be that there's there's really nothing on the depth chart. DJ Dallas ain't it. And Ken Walker did have some nagging injuries. So there might be opportunity for Charbonnet if he splits carries and then if Walker goes down with an injury, that kind of thing, because you, you always have to factor that in. But Charbonnet, in essence, went from like the 107, 108 to we'll see where he goes. Maybe yeah. top of the second round now because of the fit. Um, Tyler, talk to me about these three guys. I think Mingo yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, Mingo is very interesting. I think he went from probably mid to late second. Now he's going late first to early second. He is paired with Bryce Young, and I think they fit perfect together. He is the, the people are like, oh, he, you know, he reminds me of AJ Brown. No, let's not go. Let's He's not go. He's got a lot of Amon Raw comps. Yes, which is interesting. I, I see that. Uh, probably like a, a, a stronger Amon Ra. Yeah. If, if that's, and if he's used like that, which with that wide receiver depth chart, I would not be shocked if he's used very quickly. He gets to learn route running from Adam Thielen, who is just awesome at route running. Yeah, sign me up for that. And hopefully you just keep Terrace Marshall away from him because you don't want to learn anything from him. But <laughs> that was a shot at Doug there. But yeah, I, I really like the Jonathan Mingo landing spot. I do think he's going to go too early for me to you know hit the trigger on him. So I might not own many shares, but I do think this helps Bryce Young a lot more than people realize because uh, I was worried about the draft capital they have and the targets they could get, but they definitely got a guy that fits well. And then um, Charbonnet, that that sucks. But like you said, yeah. the depth was terrible. Um, especially with JSN, they drafted. You'd think they'd be more high-powered. Uh, I'm, I'm worried about that pick. So I do think he falls to the late set, or, or mid-second, maybe even late second, just because people don't want to deal with that headache, and it's more of a wasted pick. They'll go for upside. And then... Um, Jalen Reed, we don't need to talk about. I thought he was just an average player. And uh, really? I don't yeah. think it was a good pick at all. No, I, I think Romeo Dobbs and him are very similar. So I was very see, I don't see that. I don't see them being that similar at all. I know Matt Harmon scouted him and he liked Jaden Reed a lot. So he's and... a small route runner. That's yeah, Matt well, Harmon's flavor. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like he might be a small route runner, but they can use him in the slot. Who did, who else did they have that would go there? No one. So for me, it's like he could get some targets in year one, especially with a younger quarterback, a slot guy, a tight end, which we'll talk about, um, are the best friends of younger quarterbacks. So I kind of like the fit. The draft capital's there. But we've also seen in the second round in recent years a lot of misses. Tutu Atwell, Dwayne Eskridge's, Mari Rogers. Yeah, there's been some misses in that second round. So, James, any words to add before we give the next three-pack? Pouring one out for Zach Charbonnet. Obviously, the value drop just hurts my soul. Um, <clears throat> what are you going to do? You know, uh, if you are the Ken Walker guy, um, you might want to make a move to go get Zach Charbonnet because yeah. 
you know, like you mentioned, we we've seen running backs in that Seattle Seahawks offense just fall off due to injury. Uh, Rashad Penny, Ken Walker last year, Zach Charbonnet may have uh, an avenue for some, some great opportunity for some fantasy production. So as, as much as we are writing him off out of the first round for our drafts, I don't mind picking him up towards the beginning slash middle of the second. Yeah, I think the the mistake that some people make is, you know, the landing spot, they let it affect it too much. He was he went from being the 107 to now if he goes to 205, just you, you remember, he's still talented. What you liked yeah. about him then still is yeah. what you like about him. And I think that the Seattle Seahawks, they're actually going for a championship. You could tell offensive piece after offensive piece in the first and second round. Yeah. I mean, that says something right there that they have trust in Geno. They Smith. got the best corner in the draft at one. Right, they went out and, gr- and grabbed some some defensive pieces as well to mm-hmm. keep the ball moving. They didn't say, "Oh, well, you know, we're we're drafting for the future." No, they they didn't. We expected them to go out and get a quarterback, and they didn't. Yep. So I, I I'm a, I'm really happy, not so happy about the Zach Charbonnet thing. But as a whole, I, I'm still not off of him because of the talent that I saw in the Same. film. And Pete Carroll's no spring chicken. He's the oldest coach in the league. So he uh, wants so, to try to win another one. <laughs> so on the podcast I was on, I made the comment. And I, when I'm working, I have random thoughts. And one of the thoughts I had was, what if Pete Carroll's a robot and he's running off his jaw movement? Like it's like sparking right here. A lot here, of gum. So, <laughs> and, it ke- and it keeps it, the power going. So if he stops chewing gum, he dies. <laughs> what does he do when he sleeps though oh. still chewing he just keeps the wad in there keeps yep. chewing and sleep. all right let's keep it moving and let's let's wrap up the fantasy relevant players in round two i think there's only three or four more and we'll just pack them all together in a bit of a surprising move here at 55 overall the kansas Ugh. city chiefs drafted a receiver it was rasheed rice out of smu the next playmaker dallas they didn't get their tight end in the first round so they went in and took one in the second round it was luke schoomaker out of michigan uh, who I liked maybe going to the Pats, but that didn't happen. And then we had another tight end taken not too far after. At 61, it was Brenton Strade from Penn State. Went to the Jacksonville Jaguars to give James's boy Evan Ingram a little competition. And then last, but certainly not least, I was hoping he was going to get second round draft capital because it's a player that I really like. And I think he went to the perfect spot. Marvin Mims from Oklahoma gets taken 63rd overall by the Denver Broncos. Tyler, were you as happy as I was to see Marvin Mims as a Bronco? 100%. I, I actually got ridiculed on Twitter today for my rankings. Why is Marvin Mims so high? And I said he landed in the perfect spot. Very fast guy. Good deep off. I still believe Russ can fix Russ. I still believe that can happen. Just don't flip any more golf carts. But, yeah, I do think Russ can, can fix himself. And Sean Payton drafted Marvin Mims. So that I'm going to look at. And Marvin Mims is a guy who I really liked going into the draft process. Did Sean Payton draft Brandon Cooks? Yeah. Yeah. They are very similar oh. players. They can do this very <laughs> similar right. things. Didn't he? Yeah. Mm. Boom, boom, and, and, boom. and guess what? Marvin Mims was a very elite recruit, very elite player. And people forget about that just because he's a small guy. You know what? He's draft an elite. Full of small guys. <laughs> he's an elite player. Uh, what were the other names you said? I oh, oh, uh, Rasheed Rice go, to yep, Kansas City. Let's go City. to that one. Yep, let's go to that one. Not a fan. Off. They should have Doug, taken Marvin Mims. <laughs> Doug Doug texts me and he goes, I don't know. I, like, I'm not a fan of that. And I said, same. I said, I'm out. He's going to get and his stock second. is going to go up way too high because he was a chief, just like Sky Moore at 108, 109 last I'd year. I'd rather have Sky Moore. Give oh, me yeah. Sky Moore. Yeah. Like, uh, Rasheed Rice, like Doug, you said during the text, he 
can't separate. He didn't separate in the senior bowl. Struggled. He, people were excited about him in the senior bowl, and that was telling when he fell apart during that week. Like, And then all of a sudden, oh, well, pro day came and all that stuff. Oh, he's rising back up boards. No, thank you. That's because he's not going against corners. He's not going against anybody. He did in the senior bowl and failed, fell on his face. Uh, Brenton Strange, I don't mind it. He's going to be a late-round flyer, fourth-round pick you should look at. He is a very elite athlete. And I think Evan Ingram, I do think he gets an extension. I would not be shocked if it's like a we'll three-year. Yeah. So I, I I do like him, but he's one of those guys you're going to have to sit on the taxi for a long time. There's a lot of tight ends that are like that. And what was the other ones? Uh, Schoomaker. Schoomaker, yeah. No. <laughs> I d- There's so many other options they could went with. I'm surprised they didn't go Mayer. They went with a big uh, eater in the middle of that defense. And that is such a Dan Quinn pick. And I'm so happy he's off Atlanta because you know what? Dan Quinn picked all these guys with Atlanta. And I'm so happy he's gone because it's like, okay, thank you for this big guy that just takes up bodies in the middle. Yeah, it helps out a little bit, but you can find big bodies in the later rounds. Why didn't you help on your offense? So, yeah, I'm I'm okay with not taking him. And, uh, yeah, I, I want to say Luke Musgrave, let's go. Packers best tight end. I know everybody's all pumped about that third round guy, but we'll get there. Don't you worry. James, any thoughts on that? Those last of the second round guys, Um, the Marvin Mims pick stands out to me the most. I think, you know, like Tyler said, he was higher on him than I was just because of the last name scares the living crap out of me. Um, You know, what can I say? PTSD. Um, but uh, no, I, I think the the receivers in the Denver offense had a problem tracking the ball down, downfield last year. We saw Cortland Sutton just disappear, could not hold on to the ball. 19%. I think Marvin, I think Marvin Mims brings <laughs> that one of those needs that he fills that need for them. So yeah, he, he pretty much is hopefully what they thought Hamler might be. Exactly. But Hamler can't stay on the field and he's not, yeah. you know, he's maybe Marvin again, Mims, so. maybe Marvin Mims is something similar to like a Tyler Lockett type archetype 100%. due to the fact that he has sticky hands. He can break away and create separation on a, on a drop of a, uh, of a penny. And, uh, you know, I, I think he, I think he's the, the winner here. A team yeah. that didn't have many picks traded up to go get a receiver in the second round. That is what I'm going to keep my eyes on, and that's yep. what they did. And I apologize for missing on Ma Musgrave there in the second. Oh, round. yeah. Musgrave was definitely a uh, love, love, love the pick, pick for Musgrave. A lot yeah. of people had him as the one of uh, their second tight end in this class. Some some yeah. really connected folks. So I think that's a good fit because they they don't have anything else. Josiah DeGuara, I think, was their only tight end on the roster after losing Robert Bunyan's of Tunyons um, to the Bears in the offseason. So Musgrave. And they drafted another tight end too coming up. So let's get into the third round. We'll we'll try to get these a little more pointed. I'll give you a, a five or six pack of players. At the the fifth pick in the third round, the Lions made a move for their possible quarterback of the future. There was rumors that this guy might go in round one of the draft. Well, he didn't. He went at the top of round three, and that was Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee going to Detroit. Right behind him with the 69th, very nice pick from Houston. Going to Houston was Tank Dell, a very interesting player, another one of those smaller receivers here in the draft. I love this next pick, 71st overall. The New Orleans Saints select Kendra Miller out of TCU. And then James, Jalen Hyatt, 73rd overall in the third round. Tennessee going to your New York Giants. I know you were a very excited gentleman. So give me some thoughts on those guys, James, before we move on to the next group. 
I mean, we talked about it last week before the draft. Uh, we I expected Jalen Hyatt to go to the Giants. And I was nervous when that wide receiver run, uh, run went in the first round, thinking, oh, Giants, please don't reach for Jalen Hyatt in the first round. But no, he fell More to the, the third round. <laughs> which which I'm okay with. I am okay with the Third level of talent okay. yeah. that he brings. Uh, Will Will Fuller, field stretcher. We need that deep ball player to open up the offense a little bit. Uh, it's going to help Darren Waller in the middle of the field. It's going to help out Juan Dale, especially mm. when he comes back and healthy. And it's going to help take a, a little bit off the a little bit of pressure off of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley um, at the line of scrimmage. So I I, I like it. We needed it. He's going to get peppered with targets. He's definitely going to be able to beat out Darius Slayton. And you know what? This class, this draft class did not have too many top tier wide receivers as Tyler chuckles. I don't think Jalen Hyatt is anything more than a low end wide receiver two for fantasy in his, in his career. And I'll be honest with that. I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to say that Tyler, Tyler, Kendra Miller. How excited were you? Oh my God. I love it. Like uh, it, the only issue is like, yes, this is awesome. Oh crap. Jamal Williams is there. Totally forgot. Like I totally forgot. Jamal Williams. <laughs> Honestly, I forgot that, yeah. And he is getting paid. Alvin Kamara and him are both sitting there till 2024 after the 2024 season. So Miller will have to wait a little bit, which is the issue. Let but him you know simmer on your taxi. None of those guys are very healthy. And the nice thing is, is Kendra Miller is very young. And he gets to learn from very two good running backs, which my issue was Kendra Miller looked raw running the ball, but had all the physical tools. What better to sit there? But another issue is that coaching staff is God awful. Dennis Allen, I think, is one of the worst coaches in the league. So he, he could be gone within a year or two. Do you guys have any thoughts on Tank Dell to Houston? Don't like it. Not a fan of the player. Okay. Not really worried about it. Fair enough. All right, let's keep it moving. Right after Jalen Hyatt went... Pick number 74 was his college teammate, who I actually think is the better player, Cedric Tillman. Yep. Which goes, I would have rather have on the Giants. Right. At, uh, goes, at that point, yeah. Goes the, that was Cleveland's first pick of the draft, I believe, was Cedric Tillman. Yeah. Uh, and then not shortly after that, at pick 78, the Green Bay Packers doubled up on hyper-athletic tight ends, and they took Tucker Kraft some, from South Dakota State. So I thought that was really interesting. And then right after that, one of my favorite players in this draft went to a pretty good landing spot, number 79 overall. Josh Downs from North Carolina went to the Indianapolis Colts. There was rumors he might go at the end of the first. I was like screaming at my TV. Like, why is, why are people taking tank Dell when Josh Downs is available? And the Jalen cool, Hyatt, why are they doing this? Right. So the cool, <laughs> the cool story with Josh Downs is he worked with Reggie Wayne and Reggie Wayne was like, we wanted you the whole time. And we were hoping you would come to us. Josh Downs goes in and he's their slot. Like, boom, right, right away. Um, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, he very well could be if he if he has a career like T.Y. Hilton, then that is awesome. So I yep. I love Josh Downs quite a bit. I think he plays larger than he actually is. So I like that fit quite a bit. And let's wrap up this pack of players with running back picked 81st overall here in the third round. It's Tajay Spears out of Tulane. A lot of people's running back three or four in this class. Obviously, the medicals didn't scare off Tennessee very much because did they know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like I would hope so. It. They took him in the third round. Oh man, this screams. Uh, what was that running back in the third round they took years ago? Jeremy McNichols. No, the uh, fast oh. guy from Appalachian State. Mm. <laughs> Chestnut? Joey no. Chestnut? No, nope. no, that was Julius smaller Chestnut guy. Last year. Smaller guy, super fast. Didn't pan out 
and bounce around. He's in the Bears now, right? It was. I don't think he is. But that's what it kind of reminds me of. He's going to get super hyped. I really like this tape. Super fun. But knowing the medical, everybody you talk to that is a PT says two to three year career. He's got he's already got arthritis like that's that's already solidified. He's got arthritis after Todd Gurley's knee went to crap. It did not take him long to turn to dust. So that Darrington is the Evans. Issue. Yes. Darrington Evans. Darrington Evans. Yes. Um, yeah, I, he is a big avoid for me, especially with the medicals because I mean, Derek Henry is going to be the main ball carrier. And then what you got a year like that's, that's it. So it is very tough for me to, to sit here and say, take, take him. Because just because the knees, uh, the Green Bay tight end, he's going to be a guy I'm going to take a shot in the fourth, fifth round. Uh, yep. I know people are going to be like, oh, it's the Mark Andrews thing. No, like I get he's very athletic. He's a fine tight end. He's nothing like Mark Andrews. And give me uh, Musgrave instead, who is actually more like Mark Andrews. Um, so, um, yeah, I think we hit everybody. I'm pretty sure. No, we are uh, in that group. Yeah, let's let's yeah, let's yeah. get let's get to the rest of the third round guys that were taken. Um, we've got some interesting names here. So number the number one one and I, and he's going in the first rounds now. It looks like of Superflex League. So he did in our league at 109. And that was Devin A. Chain, Texas A&M running back taken by the Miami Dolphins at 84th overall. That was a bit of a surprise to me. Tank Bigsby, who was Tyler's running back for goes to Jacksonville. Not an ideal spot with the 88th overall pick. Um, looking down here, we we had the slide stop for Darnell Washington. Everyone was like, where's Darnell Washington going to go? A lot of rumors about the first round. Then his medical came back, apparently had some sort of knee issue. So he went 93rd overall to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love that for Najee Harris. Right behind him was Michael Wilson from Stanford going to the Cardinals, which was an interesting fit. And then uh, to wrap up the third round, Trey Tucker from Cincinnati, 100th overall. Going to the Raiders. To me, this was the he most head-scratching pick of the round when it came to fantasy, potentially fantasy-relevant players. James, any thoughts on this pack of the rest of third-rounders here? All right. Trey Tucker, instant special teams guy. I'm not worried about him for fantasy. Why take him there? Yeah, like I, I, I Maybe look at the coach. Give me you Tyler know, Where do Scott. they come from? Give me Where Tyler they come Scott from? They need the spot. speed on special teams. It's look at the pedigree. Look at the look at the uh, what's it called? The 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 tree, the the coaching tree of uh, McDaniel. So I, I I get it, but I'm not interested in for it for fantasy. Darno Washington, man, he could not have landed at a at a worse spot. Apparently, he had some medicals too that people were worried Correct. about. Knee was a big concern. Correct. Though. Yeah, he had gotten hurt towards the end of the season. Um, he was fully healthy for the combine, and I thought he turned some heads at the combine, especially with his physicality. I hate the landing spot. Um, it's going to take him out of the you, second round for me. I think. You know, um, just a quick side note on what the Steelers did in the draft. So they they traded up. They've got a guard. They signed a they signed a tackle, I believe, in free agency, and they drafted Darnell Washington. Yep. If you Wheels own Najee up. Harris, you Wheels feel pretty up. good about this because and pick it and pick it because they're going to have more time to throw, and Najee's going to have more room to run, and Pat Fryermuth. Ain't worry about a thing. Darnell nope. Washington is not going to take any target share from Pat Frymouth, in my opinion. Maybe so maybe a little bit, but not much. Um, so I like that move for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I hate saying that because I'm not a huge Steelers fan. So back back to regular schedule programming, James. Any other thoughts on these guys? Nope. That's it. You got it. Tyler, you got anything to add? Uh, no. 
All right. Do we want to go do a little bit of a uh, quick roundup? Any anyone from round four oh. and on? Oh, I'm Ta- sorry. Devin Ta- H. Jane going into Miami, he kind of oh, works yeah. in that scheme. Um, the pass That's catching role. Spot. Yeah, I, I think it, it was probably the only landing spot that I would actually appreciate for him um, simply because he's behind two veterans and Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert where he can learn from those guys. He has a similar play style as Jeff Wilson uh, uh, yards after the catch. Uh, I think he is going to be somewhat of a, a used weapon for the Miami Dolphins. Going yeah, forward. this was best case scenario. And Tank Bigsby, I do want to hit on. I love the landing spot. I think he fits very well as Travis Etienne. He is better than Snoop Connor. And uh, the and fact De- that he got, the, Johnson probably. he got the, he got the draft capital. So give me him like an Alexander Madison style. You, you might have to wait a little bit. But hey, Travis Etienne. Maybe, you know, he, he needs to stay healthy, but if not, they got tank and tank can definitely do work on both the pass catching too. Yeah. Let's, let's just hit some bigger names that you see, Doug. So like names yeah, we've talked yeah. about in the off season. Looking at guys in the fourth, there wasn't a lot of movement from Charlie a Jones. skill position. There was a lot of quarterbacks in the fourth round, like a ton of them. Um, but the one that stood out to me, not the quarterbacks, but at, at the 115th overall pick, the Chicago Bears drafted Texas running back Rashawn Johnson. I was actually hoping the Patriots, where they picked the kicker at 112, I was hoping they'd take Rashawn Johnson there because he can sp- he can play special teams. They need some running back depth. Um, you know, he's one of those, he's like, you know, the leader of the team, the heart of the soul of the team. So the Chicago Bears get him, and I like this spot because Deonta Foreman's only there for a year. We all know what Khalil Herbert can do. So I like this spot for Rashawn Johnson. Some of the other notable players taken, Darius Davis from TCU. I'm not overly familiar with him, but he got, fourth round, he got fourth round draft capital. We had Stetson Bennett going in the fourth round, which is a bit of a shocker. Surprising. Charlie Jones, is he going to take over for Tyler Boyd? I think so. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, maybe not this year, but in the year after. And then yeah. Tyler Scott, who a lot of people really liked, went to Chicago at the end of the fourth round. Fourth round. Um, the Cincinnati receiver that the Raiders probably should have picked. Um, but I like Tyler Scott a lot. Uh, you know, the Bears offense, we'll see We'll see what it ends up being. So Tyler Scott could just go to a dead spot there. But again, I'll take a flyer on him at the end of rookie drafts. Um, guys, any comments on anyone here in the fourth round? Yeah, Charlie Jones, my sleeper. Love, love this tape. And uh, the fact that he can literally slide in where he belongs. He's pretty much a poor man's Tyler Boyd. He gets to learn from him. And then when they need to pay T Higgins and Jamar Chase, they can just slot him right in. He's going to fit perfect. He is faster than Tyler Boyd, which is very nice. So I really, really like this pick. Gotcha. James, any comments here before we move on? Uh, Just real fast. I like the pick of Stetson Bennett going to the Rams. Um, okay. Yes, it was a little bit earlier. Uh, he is one of Are my late drinking? round QBs for Dynasty. Um, no, but... If I can get him in the fourth round, which you probably can still, late third, early fourth, um, I'm okay with that. You know, Matthew Stafford, we've seen he has problems with injury um, as of late, and uh, I think it it may continue into the the next season or two. So I I don't mind Stetson Bennett. He knows how to utilize weapons around him. He's a pretty steady pocket passer, and he can move with the ball in his hands when he has to escape the pocket, all things that Matthew Stafford really can't do anymore. So, um, yeah, I, I like the opportunity, at least, for Stetson Bennett. Yeah. Going into the fifth round, just some notables. We had more quarterbacks go. Clayton Toon from Houston. A lot of people like Dorian Thompson-Robinson going to the Browns um, to hopefully back up uh, Deshaun Watson. But 
to me, one of the worst landing spots ever and a player that I liked, another one that I was yeah. hoping the Patriots would get, they they drafted him right in front of the Pats, was Israel Abanacanda from Pittsburgh going to the New York Jets. So that was a sad trombone, much like uh, Zach Charbonnet. We had Josh Wiley going for the Cincinnati tight end, going to the Titans. I actually like that to compliment Chig Okonkwo. Uh, there we had Sean Clifford, the quarterback from Penn State, shocking He's a lot so of people. So bad. He's so bad. And <laughs> going to Green Bay, we had Justin Shorter, the wide receiver from Florida, going to the Buffalo Bills. I thought He's that was massive. an interesting pick. He is a he is a large-bodied human being. Um, Dontavian Vicks from Virginia, Wicks going to Green Bay, so they got another receiver. One of my favorite sleeper tight ends, Will Mallory from Miami, going to the Colts. He's a guy that I'm going to be targeting late in tight end premium formats. Probably one of my favorite fits from the draft was Chase Brown from Illinois going to Cincinnati. They didn't have much on the depth chart behind Mixon. They have Chris Evans. Love. Doug love, and I were so happy. Love. <laughs> you guys love have no idea. This fit for Chase Brown. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers took Payne Durham from Purdue at tight end. James's Giants took Eric Gray, pass catching running back from Oklahoma, like who had a nice fit. production. Don't hate that. Yeah, he had a nice productive resume there. And then the, the Rams had a bunch of picks at the end of the third here. They took Davis Allen, 175th overall at tight end. They took Puka Nakua, who I love this fit for the Rams at 177. But in between those two picks, a lot of people's favorite pass catching running back, the guy that completed all the drills. He ran down the field every time. An absolute gamer, Evan Hull from Northwestern going to Indianapolis at 176 i actually like that fit quite a bit look out jonathan taylor <laughs> i mean you, they got you Deion jackson better, and zach moss like it's you not better a great start practicing chart. hard because we all know evan hall practices like it's a game yep. so jonathan taylor better be showing up maybe that helps him like honestly i know that's kind of crazy to think but what if he jonathan taylor you hear kind of he's disgruntled with the colts and the way they're going because jonathan taylor wants to win then he sees this guy working his tail off in practice like it's a game what if he's like okay i need to start busting a little bit i need to start getting back into form and being the great player who i am never know but yeah he's he's pretty much like a poor man jonathan taylor so it slides right in and i don't think they skip a beat if taylor gets hurt again yeah any uh any other thoughts on these guys before we kind of give a lightning round here for the best of what's rest um I like what you said about Evan Hull. I think Eric Gray is someone interesting, uh, especially with Saquon not uh, committing yet to signing his tender, um, although it'll probably happen. Chase Brown, congratulations, Tyler. He went before my uh, Sean Tucker went, but he did get picked up. He did get picked up. I saw that today. Uh, Sean Tucker got picked up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, uh, no, other, other than that, man, is he a band of Canada? He's dead now. What? Where we, Doug, where are you going to take Chase Brown? Like, if you were to take him, Ron Tyler Algier from last year? Um, Probably in the third, early third. Yeah. yeah. That's I think it's about where he'll he'll probably go, and I, I'd be stoked to get him there. 100%. Yeah. Yes, I definitely have to move him up uh, my rankings now that he went before Evan Hull and Eric Gray, and yeah. I like the landing spot a lot for Chase Brown. So typically round six and seven guys, the hit rate is very low. And we mm -hmm. saw some names that a lot of people like Keishon Boutte, Xavier Brock Hutchinson. Purdy. Purdy. Um, yeah. The Brock Purdy effect was everybody was drafting every quarterback oh my possible. God, this yes. Oh my it was, goodness. It was Sean a Clifford's our Brock Purdy. <laughs> it was a record for quarterbacks drafted. It was crazy. Um, ridiculous. 
So for you guys, was there any sixth round, seventh round guys? I mean, I know James mentioned Sean Tucker, his medicals. He didn't get drafted, but he got 155 grand guaranteed, which is more than the sixth and seventh round picks. So good for him getting the bag from Tampa. Just uh, sucks. And it's also a spot where he could, if he's cleared and he's good, he could play right away. Like he could back up Rashad White or yep. share time with White because all they have is Keyshawn Vaughn and a bag of footballs, really, at Chase the running Edmonds. back position. A bag of footballs at the running back position. Um, one player of note, Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State, landed yeah. with the Texans. I kind of like that because we we don't know their uh, depth chart coming in. 6'2", 203, can kind of play anywhere. Um, very good with the 50-50 ball, makes plays over the middle, I, I, I out of the slot. I like that. Uh, I think it could work in his favor there. So that's one of the late-round targets I'm going to be looking at. Um, and then Deuce Vaughn. For the Cowboys, I mean, I st- I think it was a, a nepotism pick. Uh, I believe I his know. dad is a coach on the field. Um, I think he's going to be used more in the special teams way, and I think they are going to re-sign Zeke. Zeke. Yep. I really like the Deuce Vaughn pick. Like, not just because of the whole father or something, but because what a Cowboys pick. Like, they could use mm-hmm. him out of the backfield as a weapon. Because that's what he is. If you get him in the open space, this guy is very shifty. One of the shiftiest players you'll ever watch. Like, he is so he's quick. He's, he's not fast, but he is quick. Yeah. And if you need five to ten yards, he can get you it as long as he's got some space. It reminds so, me of a bit of Danny Woodhead in that way, but a little yeah. bit smaller. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, I think they have a plan for him. I, I get the whole entire father something. But wouldn't you think Deuce would play harder for his dad? So I, I do think... This matters. And in the fourth round, I'm keeping my eyes open mm-hmm. on him for sure. He would probably fall in. Like if you only have four rounds instead of five, he could be a free agent and he would definitely be a priority free agent for my fantasy squad. Mm-hmm. Sure. Tyler, any guys in the sixth and seventh round that you were like, Oh, okay. Puka. Like that's who I'm keeping my eyes on. I was mm-hmm. a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. I've, I drafted him as a freshman in the can- uh, college of Canton league. I was in that I dropped out of, but he was a freshman when I drafted him and uh, really liked his tape Been following him since he started in Washington, went to BYU, big slot guy. He, he could learn from Cooper cup. And honestly, I think he could get more snaps earlier than we think. So mm-hmm. I, I really like this pick. Yeah. I got a couple guys that, that were notable for me. One was AT Perry out of wake forest, going to the new Orleans saints. Uh, a lot of people thought he would get drafted earlier than the sixth round. He was more of like a fourth round projection. I like his profile quite a bit. Uh, another couple of guys that really stood out to me was uh, the kid from Princeton going to Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Andre Isvis. Isvis. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he's a freak athlete. And if mm-hmm. the Bengals lose T. Higgins to free agency because they can't afford to pay him the bag. Um, 6'3", fast as a whip. Good route runner. He could be the replacement for T. Higgins. I'm not saying he is. He's a sixth round pick. And he went from the Tigers to the Tigers. Yeah. So I Trent mean, you got to that. He, he could be what Trent Irwin was this year. Kind of sparks a little bit. You see some flashes and maybe grows from it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and two other notable names. One was Demario Douglas. I didn't know much about him coming out of Liberty, but everyone said that he's pretty much like your dollar store version of Josh Downs or Tank Dell. And um, for me, like the Pats drafting, uh, you know, Boutte and Douglas back to back 
they have a pretty wide open depth chart at wide receiver after this year. Devontae Parker is going to be gone. Kendrick Bourne's most likely going to be gone. It's going to be Juju, Taekwon, and maybe one of the two of these kids. So I think, you know, six round draft capital, his tape looks pretty good. He's a smaller receiver. We all know what smaller receivers can do in New England. So he's an interesting, like probably going to be a UDFA after your rookie drafts, but he's a guy that I would be interested in picking up. And then he's going to hate playing with Bill. <laughs> probably. Uh, and then Zach Evans. Probably one of the more surprising Ooh. slides in the draft, but he goes to a decent spot. There's not a lot of depth behind Cam Akers. I mean, other than Kyron Williams, right, James? Um, but they Another don't have six much. round pick for the for the Rams. Yeah. So so Zach Evans goes there. I don't think it's terrible. I, I think just it's thought... just great news for Cam Akers that they only have two yes. six round picks behind Trade him. Trade him. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I, think we, I think we might talk next week about some winners and losers other than the Absolutely. rookies, correct? Yeah. So I've got a I've got a pretty good list of guys that uh that on that. But yeah, those are mine for the rest of the draft. And then Sean Tucker, obviously a UDFA. Um, and we'll get into some more UDFA stuff that we find interesting as all the names start to come in here. Uh, but any final thoughts, gentlemen, before we wrap this thing up? No, I think we hit everything, man. It sounds good to me. Yeah, if you need a tight end, great class to do so. I think, what was it? Nine were drafted in the top three rounds or something like that. It was Yeah, absurd, I think it was nine in the top 100 or so picks. Yeah. An absurd amount of number. A very elite tight end group. None by the and- Patriots, however. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Patriots. Now they will actually hit instead of taking Dalton Keene and Ossie Ossie. Thank you for not drafting a tight end. Ryan uh, Izzo. You know, I, I do want to go back to, to Booty. If he's going to work, it's going to be the Patriots. If he's going to get his head right, it's going to be the Patriots. And if not, that's it. So if you're going to yeah. take him third round, if he doesn't work, he is an easy cut for me. Gotcha. I, I agree with that. And, you know, the odds are against him being a sixth round receiver. Oh, but yeah. If you're going to take Talented. a fourth fourth rounder, would you take a flyer on him, Tyler, in this class? Yes, because what do they have? They have they have a very, very weak depth chart. And Booty is ultra talented. It's all in the head. If he can fix his mental thing that he's got going on and Bill Belichick can actually unlock him. Wow, this could be Debo Samuel on the Patriots. Like, that's the upside. Oh, finally, we should have drafted him instead of Nikhil Harry. Yes, nice you should have drafted AJ way. Brown instead of him. You should have drafted, well, you should have drafted uh, Nick Chubb instead of Sony Michelle. You should have drafted Lamar Jackson over Isaiah Wynn. But anyway, you I should that. have just had Bill Belichick's dog do the draft, like legit. Just have Nike take all the picks. 100%. And also, shout out to Nike before we wrap up. I went and saw the movie Air last night with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Air Bud. Oh, nice. Phenomenal film. Highly recommend it. Um, if you have any interest at all in either Michael Jordan or the shoes or just how things are made, superbly acted, great 80s soundtrack, lots of nostalgia, an awesome, awesome movie. Highly recommend Air cool. um, while it's still in the theater. If not, it'll be on Amazon Prime at some point. Shout out to them. You want to sponsor us? Feel free to reach out. We'll do that. Uh, and speaking of other sponsors, you know, I got so caught up in everything. I forgot to give a shout out to Manscaped. You know the routine. You want to be clean. You want to smell good. You want to feel good. You want your lady to feel all those things. You go on Manscaped. Use code DHH. You can save 20% off. Comes with the nose and ears trimmer for us, the olds like me. All the refreshers, the crops, the washers, all of it. Manscaped.com. Use code DHH today. And while you're online searching around, doing things, looking for ranks and whatnot, you can also go to Dynasty Nerds. They've got rankings on there. Prospect Film Room is still up. Extra Nerd Herd episode. You can save 15% when you use code DHH. And 
there's supposed to be warmer weather at some point. It's rainy and crappy here. Next in week, baby, 70s. Here <laughs> yeah, we go. This, weekend, this weekend coaching, it was 42 degrees with a wind chill <laughs> that felt like it was 10. I, You guys, have, we were sore, my wife and I, we were sore from shivering. Like that's how cold it was. <laughs> you have hypothermia. It was like it was soccer. nuts. My <laughs> lungs hurt because of the breathing of the cold. Like I have no idea it was going to be that cold. But hey, you know what? My girls kicked ass. We won our first game. They nice. Were so damn. They were so damn good. It was insane. They doubled his popsicles after the game. It was it was a beautiful sight. Yes. Two <laughs> two two game six per person. Yeah. So go to Vernon Global. Order a T-shirt, a hat, a sweatshirt. We got all sorts of cool stuff on there. You can search Dynasty Happy Hour DHH and check out some cool merch on there. Thank you in advance for that. Uh, we also had another Scott Fishbowl 13 live draft announcement for Philadelphia. So I know James is pumped. We got Boston coming. Oh, I can't yeah. wait for Scott Fishbowl. I have to top myself in making the nicest draft board ever from last year. I don't know if I can do any better, but I'm going to try my best. Uh, I love doing the draft board. It's a lot of fun. So thank you for tuning in to the Dynasty Happy Hour, one of my favorite episodes to do every single year. Leave us a like on iTunes. Comment. Give us the feedbacks. And like and subscribe on YouTube if you tune in every week. We would love that as well. So once again, thank you for joining us and spending your time with us this week. For James, for Tyler, I'm Doug. We'll see you next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour. <laughs>